Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good afternoon. At the tone, Pacific Daylight Time will be... It's 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. One step closer to my own personal hell. This is Primetime on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. We expect the best. We're not afraid to break someone. Do you hear me? Primetime is your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Go ahead and clap. Mediocrity deserves applause. Isaac Rob. I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sakanet. I'm a dude playing the dude disguised as another dude. Primetime on 1080 The Fan. Welcome back. Hour number three. Primetime. A Buck and Souk edition. Jordan Schultz doing the heavy lifting behind the glass. Uh, I got some follow-up thoughts coming in on the text line about the whole uh, naming situation. Um, this one's saying that they think we're going to have a lot of Yellowstone character names coming up. Uh, <laughs> Beth, Rip, and Casey. <laughs> I, uh, I'll bet you you'll get some Beth and Rips. Yeah. Look, that show is... is eh. It's 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 better today. It's best days are behind it. But Beth and Rip are phenomenal characters, and there are a lot of people out there that want to be the Duttons. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, granted, they're all brutal murderers, but everyone's like, yeah, but they murder, but they live on the land. Let's go. There'll be some Beth and Rips out there, hundred percent. There's a bunch of Shaq and Kobe's now, right? Well, and then and I, mean, I know that there was. At the end of the whole Game of Thrones run, there were a bunch of Arias and, oh, uh, and people like that. There's going to be a, I guarantee in, in four or five years, you'll run into a little Daenerys out there. I guarantee it. And that was a big thing. I mean, at this point in time, if you haven't seen the end of Game of Thrones, Thrones, turn off your radios. You should probably know what's happening here. But there were there were reports there were a bunch of people that named their their daughters Daenerys before they realized she was a raging bitch and going to burn it all down. Hey, I named my daughter after a uh, horrible human being from a Kill Bill movie. So let's go with that. <laughs> the fact they didn't see the uh, story arc of Daenerys there. Yeah, come on, guys, you step your game up. You should have done a little bit more research. It's like you're naming your kid Adolf or something. And, and then, it's a fictional character. Lighten up a little bit you know what sometimes the villains fun to root for and then sometimes you just get unlucky this texter telling us i had a buddy named his daughter isis about six months before that became a thing and they named her after the greek goddess of love yeah it's a little tough that is rough yeah a little isis johnson running around there that's it's <laughs> a bit of a bump in the road i always thought that when you turn like 18 you, we should have like a renaming ceremony like you get the name that you get That's right interesting and then maybe on your 21st birthday your 18th you know i still find it fascinating that like at 18 we'll let you here here's a gun and you can go die in a war but god forbid you have a drink right it's like or smoke a cigarette <laughs> so whatever you know you can vote for the president but you you can't handle a bud light so whatever you want to do at 1821, we should normalize this where you, you get the name that your parents give you, but you get you get jobbed with that, right? Like we don't have a choice. You just came out and you know, all of a sudden you're dicky butts. You know, like you didn't you didn't make that choice. <laughs> you know, you you know, you're Jack Hoff. Like, hey, here's your name. Like, what? It's terrible. 
How you many know, people? And, and so at 18 or 21 or whatever, we should have it a normalized thing where either you either you know you dance with the girl that that uh, that you brought. You know, you know what? It's been good to me for 18, 19 years or whatever. Or you're able to just say, as a society, we're like, look, like, this isn't working for me, right? I didn't make this choice, so I'm entering the transfer portal once. We're giving you a freebie, no fee, no nothing. You go down to the office, and you just, here's your new name. <laughs> Plus, I think it'd be great to see how many dumbass names we come up with at, like, 18 or, or 21. Okay, two follow-up questions for you here. What percentage of the population do you think would embrace this and actually change their name to the for 18 I think years? more than you think. And then, I think more than you think. And then what name are you going with? Well, again, I would go back with one of. I was close. You go with one of the two that you. I would, I would go with one of the two. I it bummed me out. I was this close to. I was going to be like the last of the, of my uh, siblings, and I turned out I was. And my grandmother wanted to go with a traditional uh, Viking name, and I think I would go with Sven. I was Sven or Ken Wolf, and they thought with Ken Wolf you could just be Ken. Or wolf, or wolf, but I think that's a little that's a little meat heady, you know. That's a that's a bit much. Yeah, it's not like being a total savage. It's like being named Bronco, like and that's yeah. me. My name's Ken Wolf. But you I, know what? Like Bronco Mendenhall works for Bronco Mendenhall. I think Wolf Sakanic could work for you. I think I would go with. I think I would go with Sven. Okay. I I would uh, I I would prefer to have a uh, a, a different name other than Jason. But it's not a thing. And now, you know, it's 40-plus years. And no one calls me anyways. It's Sook, so I roll with that. But, yes, I think we should have that. You know, like it's like a, a, a second bar mitzvah, yeah, right? Same. I, I've met approximately 377,000 Ryans, but I am Buck. That's the way that works. Yeah, it just works better that way. All right. Uh, without further ado, it's time for the Hot Five at Five. Oh. Hot Topics. Hot Opinions. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the Hot Five at Five. It's hot. The Hot Five at Five on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot Five at Five with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Number five. Did you know, Sue, there is a new award being given out in the NBA? Yeah, I did, and it's uh, stupid, but whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm here to tell you that the... Maurice Podoloff Award is here. At least we, I, I think that's how do you we say know. His last name. I saw that too. Do we know who the hell Maurice? I did my digging. He seven was half Maurice Podoloff. I believe was the first commissioner of the NBA. Oh, all right. So fair that there would be an award named after him. Uh, but it's basically going to be like the President's Trophy in the, NH- yes. in the NHL, where yeah. they are going to award it to the team with the most regular season. And wins. did they not learn anything from hockey that no one wants the President's no Trophy? One wants it is. It. it is. It is mocked. It is taunted. It is like viewed as like a like a like a, uh, like a like a curse. You don't want the pressure of being the president's trophy. And I actually saw the trophy. That thing sucks eggs. It, yeah, I mean, it I, looks like a snow globe. I do not understand why you would enterprise a new award like this that clearly no one's going to want and doesn't really look cool either. We're welcome to the what the midseason tourney is going to be next. The NBA is desperately trying to make their regular season matter Number more, four. and it's not working. Yeah, and that's not the way to make it matter more no. by adding an award that nobody cares about. You, you win a trophy, and I think you get some Applebee's coupons and possibly a Kia Rio when you win that. I think everyone gets one, like the slam dunk contest. Uh, World Cup action today. Two more games today. Two wildly different results. Uh, Morocco and Spain, nil-nil all the way to the horn through yeah. extra time. 
And in penalty kicks, it's Morocco knocking off the Spaniards. The Morocco goalie was the man. Bono was his last name. I was everywhere. Awesome. He was everywhere. And I think it's great when you get like Germany got knocked out and now you get the Spaniards that go down. And then Portugal, I watched, I I saw the penalty. If you, I I keep an eye on the World Cup. And when you go to penalty kicks, I immediately tune in. Yeah. Penalty kicks are like, they just skip the game, go to penalty kicks. I'll watch it every time. Yep. But I happened to catch a uh, part of the po- uh, Portugal game, and every time I looked up, there was another goal being scored. Yeah, Portugal. And they didn't have, they benched uh, Ronaldo. Exactly right. So uh, in that first game, by the way, Spain connected on 685 passes, only had five shots on goal. They were saying they set the game back about 100 years. Uh, but yeah, Portugal, without Cristiano Ronaldo, who had a little dust-up with his coach being subbed off in the last match he played, didn't start today. Portugal wins anyways 6-1. to one. Uh, number three on your hot five at five, the MLB hot stove. So yesterday we saw Trey Turner get 11 years, 300 million to go with the Phils. Today it comes out he turned down 341 million to go to the Padres instead. How about that? Yeah, so uh, there was an extra 40 million on the table waiting for him that he I, didn't pick up. I wonder taxes. You yeah, know? I mean, I, I like you hear like in, and I you hear California is just it's just it's it's brutal so you wonder if maybe that number was a, and I don't know if there's a state tax and he says he just it, really wanted to be a Philly he also got a full no trade clause with it I don't know if there's a state tax in Pennsylvania maybe that balances out a little bit cost of living or like I said he just wants to be in Philadelphia because at some point 300 or 340 look you don't you don't have to work again anymore Trey and then uh, Cody Bellinger signing a one year 17 million dollar deal with the Cubs and the big news that is looming is the Aaron Judge offer uh, reports that the Giants are in with a an offer around 360 million dollars the Yankees still want him as well John Heyman actually tweeted earlier that it was done and had to retract that <laughs> tweet to the to the Giants to the Giants that it was to, and so still waiting to hear there but boy that would be a, a monumental power shift from AL to NL oh, screw you giant fan <laughs> it's not your fault but dirt's the worst fan in the world so I have to hate the Giants go bring me back will Clark and maybe I'll Consider not hating your team. All right. Number two, uh, NFL transactions. The Rams claiming Baker Mayfield. The 49ers signing Josh Johnson in hopes that they can stem the tide and get Jimmy Garoppolo back. And then the Titans firing their GM, John Robinson, in a peculiar move. Yeah, there has to be something more to this. Now, the obvious one that people are pointing to is he traded A.J. Brown. Yep. And then A.J. Brown is now the best receiver in the NFL and just came back and blasted you in that game. But A.J. Brown tweeted, even tweeted out, he's like, I'm not doing my guy like that. Like, <laughs> you know, there has to be something more to that, but it, it doesn't look good when you pull the trigger on that and it turns out to be one of the worst moves in the offseason. Uh, and number one, back to the college gridiron where... Oregon State Beavers head coach Jonathan Smith, co-coach of the year in the conference as voted on by other coaches. He and Kalen DeBoer share that honor. The Beavs also get the offensive freshman of the year in Damian Martinez, and they put 19 players on that all-conference team, the Ducks, with six of their own. Yeah, but come on, 19. A lot of honorable mentions. Sure. A lot of honorable honorable mentions. Nine on the first and second teams. Nine on the first and second teams, yes. And it goes to show you, man, that um, Oregon State, was a really good team this year. I think sometimes we get caught up in like tussling the Oregon State hair and being like, "Oh, it's a cute little story." Dude, there's NFL guys on that roster, and by the way, you know their best player Musgrave, didn't, you know, was, was hurt. Yeah, and you know he's going to go on to the NFL. 
But that's a hell of a run, including, you know, putting a true freshman as a first-team all-conference running back in Martinez. Yeah, absolutely worth noting there that uh, just today during this show, Luke Musgrave has declared for the NFL draft. So he is he is gone. He will not be playing in the bowl game. Uh, and uh, the 6'6", 250-pounder hoping to latch on. He will. He's going to get a shot with somebody. That's a, that is a whole lot of football player right there. And I really thought maybe one of the Oregon backs, you know, and look, I'm – all conference teams, I get they are what they are, but it's a, it's an honor, and I really thought that maybe one of the Oregon backs, um, who I, I thought Bucky Irving had a hell of a year, yeah, and and maybe they got punished because it was such a one-two punch, but I would have liked to have seen him uh, on that first or second team. But when you look through the the skill position players here in in the, in the Pac-12, there's some dudes. I mean, yeah. that's I, I wouldn't want to be the one having to make that. I mean, even at quarterback, I mean, Caleb Williams obviously won in Penix, but look at a guy that the year that Bo Nix had, mm-hmm. he wasn't even a, a second-team all-conference <laughs> player. Yeah, uh, pretty wild. I mean, the, you're right, especially at the skill positions, the depth in this conference is, uh, is pretty ridiculous right now. Uh, that is your Hot 5 at 5. Coming up next, we will shift gears to the hardwood. Damian Lillard just got back from injury on Sunday, and he had some words about his tenure in Portland and also his new teammate, Jeremy Grant. We'll get to those next, but here is Jordan. Well, no, we're not going to Jordan with uh, Sports Center not yet. I'm a break early. Don't listen to 1080 the fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. James Taylor and Gordon Lightfoot. We got a hell of a uh, yeah. We got uh, we got a mood we're setting here right slow now. Slow jams. Well, I don't even slow jams. Light rock. <laughs> it's not yacht rock. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like light classic. Yeah, rock. mellow, <laughs> mellow adult hits. <laughs> like the transition before we start playing Christmas music. Good lord, your favorite hits from the 60s, 70s, and today here on 1080 to the Fan, and don't not Christmas music. Yeah. No, I love it. No, I wasn't saying that in a bad way. Oh, Felt yeah. like you were, I was going to say, you being a Buble guy with a Michael Buble tattoo, you of all people should be thanking the, the good Lord above for Christmas uh, tunes. Tell you what, I was jacked up when December 1st came around and uh, Charlie started rocking all the Christmas tunes. Yeah, and it's weird because, uh, you know, when it comes to the... Uh, you know, most aspects of like the religious aspects of Christmas, I give it a, but I love the religious Christmas songs. Like you hit me with a hark the Herald. 
Oh yeah, dude, you, 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 sign me up. Night. Silent Night is so good. Like, it, if you get everybody like singing an acapella, it's yeah. awesome. You give me like a like I, I haven't been to church in, uh, in in many 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 moons, but you can get me into a church. Like you go to like the grotto, mm-hmm. and that's a cool chapel like built into the the rock there. It's like a Game of Thrones thing, and Ooh. you get me a nice choir in there singing some uh, spiritual Christmas tunes, sign me up. Give me some hot cocoa. Let's go. That was fun. I was one of those kids in the choir in college singing it. One year, I can't remember, uh, 2008, I think, we sang at the Grotto. That was so much fun. I told you you were at the Treble Clefs. It wasn't the Treble Clefs. It was called Genesis. But you... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the, the, the other Genesis out there. Can not you Phil please find me photos of you and your little choir outfit in college? Because okay. I just... Well, you're going to laugh because they were uh, dashikis um, in college. Before that, we just wore, in high school, it was like a shirt and tie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, But yeah, we wore dashikis. Can we... Can we explore this? Maybe yeah. we save this for the club. You wore a dashiki? We'll save it for the club. We, yes, sir. We should discuss dashikis in the club for sure. Yeah. Is that, uh, were you were you culturally uh, appropriating things or what? All right, uh, we'll, I would assume nowadays. We'll, that's, just, we'll, we'll hold off on that. I just am picturing you wearing, did you have the little hat? <laughs> no, none of that. What is happening? I know it's a, Did you have a big African emblem like on your, like, did you have like a necklace? Did you wear a lot of cross colors? Well, we what is happening? This. We should save this. All right, I, I will answer all those questions. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm no, no, you're good. I know that uh, was Nicki Minaj rhymed dashiki with islands in Waikiki. Oh, even though there aren't islands in Waikiki, I, well, yeah, it's part it's of an island. Part of an island. But I, I'm sorry, you threw me <laughs> off with, you know, dashikis and dashikis coming up in the club, singing choir, and that's what is happening. Um, but I do want to talk uh, briefly here about one Damian Lillard. He made his return to the court Sunday, scored 21 points, 7 of 16 from the field. And uh, I think it was really nice for the Blazers to see him, Ant Simons, and Jeremy Grant all together, all productive. Um, but he did an interview about a week ago with Hoops Hype, and I, I shared this with you earlier, but I thought there were a couple notable things here. I think that Dame has shown us who he is so many times over, but it is interesting to hear him continue to not just double down, but kind of visualize what the, what Portland could be for him ultimately. Um, so in this article, he's being asked about staying in Portland, what it's going to take to stay here, etc. Um, he, he goes on to basically say that you, you need to understand how, a tr- how an organization operates day-to-day. It's a reminder that the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Uh, but he goes on to say, um, I've been invested in this community. It's a home for me at this point. They haven't won since 1977. I want to be part of bringing that back. I really want to be part of that. Uh, it would just wrap everything up for me. That would be everything. I've invested 11 years now to be in the community and have my family there and basically live my whole adult life here and be a part of this organization. It would be everything to wrap it up and get that done. Yeah, and he goes on. He, he talks about how, you know, so many of his family members now live here. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Look, I, I'm not one of those guys that ever says never, right? I don't. You just you can't you can't say that right. There's no river long enough doesn't condemn a bend. Like stuff happens, mm-hmm. right? And and we I, I don't like the idea that we we love to do the, the like the gotcha. You said this, right? Well, again, Dame promised, right? Things things happen, things change, and I don't think it's it, it, if you don't change over a ten or an eleven year period at someone, you've wasted your life. Circumstances mm-hmm. change, but without dealing in absolutes, which is ridiculous. Um, I don't know how much more clear he can be, how many times he has to say it, but when I hear him talk about his entire adult life, when I hear him talking about the community, when I hear him talking about the fact that not only can his family come see him because uh, he's so big into Oakland, where he's from, but so many of them live here mm-hmm. now, and that 
you know, he spends his his year here. I, I just I, I don't know why we keep having to go down this this road. And I think it's gotten a little bit less. I think he's finally beaten into enough of our heads. I think so too. You know, he talks in there about convincing Jeremy Grant trying to to stay long term that he believes that they can win a championship here. I know he had that brief little dalliance there where you know for the first time there were some cracks in it where he talked about he wasn't certain with the organization and ownership and all that. And that there was like that little wobble, and it's the only one he's had. That almost felt like a, uh, like a not not a declaration, but a public message to owner to management yeah. that that, that hey, get it together. I, I I am here for this and for you guys, but like we also need something more to happen. Yeah, and so I think you look at you know this the, the year started off so great, and now it's kind of fallen back a little bit. But there's been injuries and people in and out of the lineup, and he talks about that that you know him staying healthy is the biggest deal, and. He really believes that if you can get Jeremy Grant to commit and along with the development of Simons and now you got Sharp coming up and, and he says in that article too that it's no longer about super teams. That yeah. if you look around the league, the teams that are being successful, and we've talked to Quick about this a couple times, it does feel like it's more along the lines of you have a couple veteran players, a couple nice role players, a couple emerging young players, that that seems to be the trend. And if you look at Portland, and it's up for debate whether or not you know, the, 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 this is a this is a team that could grow into a championship team. But you've got some if, – if Grant sticks around, you've got some of those veterans that are 10, 11-year players. You've got a couple of emerging players, one especially in Anthony Simons. And then you've got, you know, some, some, some youngsters, uh, you know, whether you're talking about, you know, the you know GP when he comes back and then hopefully the development of, of Sharp in a couple years, who's already showing – a lot of NBA uh, flashes, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and the minutes he's been given. I, I I don't think that it's 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 ridiculous anymore when when Dame says he thinks this team can win here. I have rolled my eyes at that a time yeah. or two. I, I get where he's the confidence he has in himself and the addition of Grant and the and the youth. I get where he's coming with that. Now, is, is he right? Time will tell. Winning titles is really really hard, but. I think if you're a Blazer fan more than ever, I think you feel completely safe at this point, as safe as you can, that Damian Lillard is going nowhere. So then additionally, because I think the Grant stuff is really interesting too, because and it's a kind of a unique circumstance in that you've got a guy on the tail end of his deal with basically one year to kind of figure out whether we can make this guy a, a longer a part of our future or a bigger part of our future. And I've always been fascinated by the dynamics involved in getting a guy to sign on longer term, because you obviously you're having success. Now you want to win right now. You want to push to kind of keep that thing together, but you have to be respectful of everyone in their own individual situation. And and I think Dame does a, a really nice job of kind of explaining how that works, and he says, um, I don't think there are a lot of guys out there in situations where it'll be a hand-and-glove fit like it's been here. Uh, Not just game-wise, but personality-wise. We all get along and like each other. I care about his success, and he cares about ours. Sometimes that's the most important thing, and that's what our biggest pitch ever could be. Yeah, Just getting along and not actually pitching it at all. I've always said that, to me, Lillard over the last five or six years, to me, is one of the better leaders in the NBA, and we just need to get a guy or two to come here to, to be a part of this. Yeah. And I, I think Lillard is a great ambassador. I think he's a great leader of this team. And I, and you know, it's funny when Lillard said at the beginning of the article, where he said he doesn't want to get stuck somewhere because having played with enough guys and seen enough people that there's some dumpster fires in the NBA. There's some bad organizations out there. And regardless of, of Portland success, you know, off, off the court, and I know that it's it's been fun to take pot shots at, at Jody Allen. By all accounts, 
it's run pretty well from a basketball standpoint. Oh yeah. And I, I think if 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 you can have some success this year and you can make a run in the playoffs, I think you have a really, really good chance of keeping Jeremy Grant. And I think that's the linchpin. I think if you get Grant to re-sign again with some of the youth you have, I think that's the that's that's the one where you can really be excited about where this team's being built. If you end up losing him and you can't retain him, I think that's I'm not going to say that that's a complete uh, do-over, but I, I think that one kicks your feet out underneath you a little bit. And and Lillard realizes that. And I I, I don't know if there's a, a a guy, there's not many guys out there that I think you would want representing your team trying to convince someone to stay more so than than Damian Lillard. And hopefully Grant is one of those guys that can embrace Portland because I, I do think this city isn't for everybody. It's not for everybody, but I also think that his role on, I mean, he feels like a guy who's been wildly talented and kind of been in the wrong situation uh, basketball-wise yeah. in a number of places, and so it feels like if he can be as good as he's been here and that unlocks something for him personally as a player, I think you have a lot easier time selling somebody on the city when you're saying, oh, hey, by the way, your basketball career is skyrocketing. You might be an all-star this year. Well, and let's also not act like Jeremy Grant's been in the mecca of, of basketball. No. Right. I mean, he's, you know, whether you're talking about, uh, I mean, obviously um, Detroit isn't necessarily anyone like you can you can give Portland all the crap you want. But when you make the argument that we're a little bit better, a little bit better than Detroit, I would think so. And then you got Oklahoma City. I know he started in Philadelphia. Um, You know, he had the the run with the Nuggets. But I, I, I would I would like to believe you know, it, I would like to believe that that is a guy that that figures long term and the season he's having. If that keeps up, that that Grant will re-sign him and be a part of this team. Yeah, the the transition from Olshay to Cronin has been pretty smooth. Uh, I think Chauncey Billups in his second year, his team starting to play more with the identity that he he wants it to. I think the the next domino falling of locking up another big superstar to kind of solidify your three with uh, with Damon Ant would certainly well, be. and and you know with with Grant too the. The way he's playing and, and the role in which he's playing, he's never been better. No, he's he's, he's it's playing the best ball of his career. Right best now. ball of his career, right? And and I, I think that has to that has to mean something. That and we can pay him a little bit more, and you know, hopefully he's okay with uh, you know some rain and the occasional uh, car fire. He's he's been in Detroit. He's used to that. He's seen all that in, in Detroit. At least we don't have snow. You know, we don't have as many burnt out buildings as Detroit. I mean, I so I. I'll put our downtown up against Detroit's downtown. Come on. It's quite the battle. Yeah. We're an easy flight to California. You know, I don't know where he's from. Let's see. He is... Um, where is he from? That's a good question. Uh, it'll it'll say right here in his bio. He is from... Bur- oh, because his dad played for the Blazers. Oh, born yeah. Portland. He was born, we knew that. But, we yeah, knew that. He's, but he's not from here. No, not from here, but he does have connection, family connections. To yeah, him. there you go. So uh, that's uh, good stuff from... Uh, Dame Lillard and uh, Hoops Hype had that exclusive interview on him. Uh, coming up, someone else who's going to have to potentially get used to the snow won Dion Primetime Sanders. Uh, some interesting thoughts surrounding him and choosing to leave Jackson State for Colorado. We're going to get to those thoughts next. But first, Jordan has SportsCenter. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Come out, Virginia. Don't let me wait. The Catholic girls start much too late. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Welcome back to Primetime, a Buck and Souk edition. Big waves in the Pac-12 over the weekend as Deion Sanders was named the head coach of the University of Colorado Buffalo's football program. We knew that the offer was out there. We knew he was said to be considering it. I think at least we here were a little bit surprised that he actually took that offer. Yeah, well, it just doesn't really feel like a, a Deion Sanders place, but but here we are. It's five and a half million bucks, and it's a Pac-12 you know job, and... I mean, there is some good history there. When I was, I mean, this was 20 plus years ago, but when I was getting recruited, Colorado was was still a big deal. And, you know, Rashawn Salam. I remember growing up with Rashawn Salam being just an absolute beast. You go back, you know, further and Eric Bieniemy and, and Darren Hagan, and they won a national title. They split it with Georgia Tech. So, you know, there's there's some history there. They haven't been relevant in God knows 20 years. So it just didn't really seem like a fit. But, you know, it's the first real Power Five job that they came calling. And, um, yeah, that's 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 tough to turn down. Five and a half million dollars versus three hundred thousand. That's yeah, that, that changes a lot of minds. And so, obviously, you can understand why why you would want to uh, to leave the three hundred thousand for five million. Um, but you know, there's and this is kind of the way the game is played, right? Coaches make commitments to programs and then they go for where there's the better opportunity. But um, Bomani Jones was on CNN earlier today, and it's kind of a long clip, but I think that you know both Bomani and the moderator here lay out um, some interesting points about Dion's decision to leave and whether he owes Jackson State anything. You can't have this both ways. I don't judge him for taking the job at Colorado. They probably increased his salary by something like 15 times, mm-hmm. right? I totally get that. It all makes sense. But what he did was something that college coaches do all the time, which is you have to sell people four-year, ten-year plans when your plan is always one year at a time. That's the only way that you can really pull that off. And so he came in and he sold a long-term vision for what was going on at Jackson State, but his goals and ambitions were always to be a Power 5 head coach. My take has always been he went to Jackson State primarily because he wanted to be a head coach but didn't want to ever be anybody's assistant coach. So he had to find somebody that would give him a job and make him a head coach and so he could have that on his resume, and then he could take that to try to get the job that he actually wanted. Jackson State was the place that could do it, and he did a lot of good work while he was at Jackson State. But all the bigger, grandiose notions of what he was doing for somebody else, no, it was what it always is. He did it for Dion, and that's fine if you don't tell us that you're trying to do this for somebody else. But can he do both? Can he go to a program and be there for three years, only have five losses like he did, and and bring the attention? Maybe the next person won't be you know, prime time. They won't be as, as charismatic as he is. But he still did bring attention to it. And and what I've seen from the athletic director and other people is they were grateful for him. And they oh, no. talked about him 
going on and something he signaled because of the financial disparities here. No, he's very good, but I think the magnitude of the financial disparity is so much greater than anybody realizes. I think the magnitude of the financial disparity between HBCUs and other FCS schools, the smaller division in Division One, is bigger than people realize it is. So there's room to criticize him for the way that he has left and for the fact that his initial rhetoric is not in line with his ultimate. Well, Montezin, what would you have him do? What, what would I, you have the man do? Oh, well, I wouldn't have come in in the first place and said that God sent me here to fix HBCUs and God decided that in the middle of it you were supposed to leave, <laughs> right? I mean, like, the thing I've said is maybe God wants 10% of 5 mil and not 10% of 375. If God can do math, I can understand why it is. He sold a dream and then walked out on the dream. People have the right to be critical of that. I also would have taken the job that he took at Colorado, right? It's not a judgment of the fact that he took the job, but this is not in line with what he told us for all these years. Yeah, it's. I, I thought that was a really good job by Bamani Jones laying that out because I, I do think we all know coaches move on and we all know coaches break promises. Part of the business. Yeah, but and it's one of the the parts of the business that has always bothered me, especially when you know when you got punished for transfer. At least now with the transfer portal, like I don't ever feel bad for one single coach that bitches and moans about losing a kid. I just don't. Yeah. If 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 Martinez decides to lose Oregon State or decide to leave Oregon State. Damian Martinez leaves, I don't feel one bit bad for Oregon State. Because if Alabama came calling to Jonathan Smith, no offense, Oregon State, but if Alabama said, I want to make you the next coach at Alabama for $9.5 million, you'd leave. So, uh, you know, it's it's finally we're getting kids that are able to do it too. And so, I, I, same thing, I don't, I don't fault Dion, but I do think that there is a larger point here because you are dealing with institutions when you're talking about, you know, HBCUs, the historically black colleges. I, I feel bad for him. Yeah. I, I do. I, I I feel bad for for those universities because they're they're behind the eight ball. They've always been behind the eight ball, and I, I think there is some truth to the matter that Dion sold the bill of goods that wasn't wasn't real. It doesn't mean that he didn't do a great job there. The, I heard someone else say this that they're not mad at Dion. They're mad at the situation for the way it is and that it has to end. Yeah, because it felt like he was the sort of guy that might actually be able to make significant long-standing changes Mm -hmm. but we all knew that he wasn't going to be there long enough it's just that we he was so charismatic that people bought into the fact that he may be the guy to stick around and unfortunately now we know that it's it's not and he's going to come into colorado and we we played the clips about him selling the the kids on hey get in the transfer portal i'm bringing my own kids we're turning this thing around Mm -hmm. and he may turn it around but he won't be at colorado for more than three or four years either because either either he'll he'll flame out and he'll be gone or if he comes in and does what he did at Jackson uh, State, he won't be at Colorado. Yeah. He'll move on to the next one. And I just think it's it's a little a little bit of a bummer because people thought with his roots in the African American community that he might be the one guy to stick around. But ultimately, you know, I think Bamani made a great point that this was probably the plan all along. Right. And so it and it's it's tough because if if Jackson State was supposed to be a stepping stone the entire time to get to or a means to an end, yeah. um, then then that's tough. But at the same time, as the moderator pointed out, you know Jackson State would probably say they're in a better better spot now than they were before. Yeah. But what it leaves in the wake is unfortunate. So, well, and all the kids that again that right. you you know the and and those kids will probably come with. I saw a five star commit today. Some will, but some won't be able to. Yeah, some won't be able to. But you know that that's I guess with any coach, it's sure. just when you're dealing with. The best way to put it when when you when you when you go to a place that is 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 just mired in financial hardships. I mean, they didn't have clean water. Yeah. They weren't they weren't able to take showers. 
at a place like that. that. That's different than leaving Boise State. Right. Like if you're at Fresno State, Boise State, and you get offered the USC job, that's different than leaving Jackson State. And I do think that it, it rings a little hollow again because he, he's, he's he's kind of a preacher. Sure. And he does a lot of... He God, has that know, kind of evangelical well, vibe. Well, and, and he does. He says, you know, God brought me here and, you know, and I thought it was interesting that, you know, I know he's poking fun at it, but it, it's true. So God changed your mind halfway through the the plan and said that the, the plan is now in Colorado. Well, is that the case or, you know, is is, is God just want, you know, more of the, the five and a half million bucks? Right. So I saw there was a, there was an article. And we're trying to get him on. There was a guy that I, I saw an article today where he said that he was glad that Dion was done pimping HBCUs. Mm-hmm. And while he did appreciate what Dion did to raise the profile of Jackson and HBCUs, ultimately it wasn't about HBCUs. And in his opinion, it was about Dion Sanders. Yeah. And he didn't like the fact that that Dion used that as uh, use that to elevate himself. Because it, he did a lot more for Deion Sanders than he did for for HBCUs because he was on there a short period of time. Right, and it's and the other thing that's hard to know inside his mind how much how far he thought this would go. How you know? Yeah, I, I do think it was probably part of the plan all, all along. But also, you don't know when you're going to get offered the five and a half million dollar job. No. And uh, so it's 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 fascinating to me. I I do want to. I know we're up against it for the break. On the other side, I want to know your thoughts on how we fix it because I I do think that. You know, I don't think that it's worth necessarily being mad at Deion Sanders because, like we said, every coach who has the next opportunity coming has to have some sort of jump ship moment like this. So what's the answer? And also, what's the answer in the transfer portal? We have we have coaches and players flying around willy-nilly. Uh, is there a catch-all solution to it? We'll talk about that next on 1080 The Fan. Me, I'm super fly, super-duper fly, super-duper fly. Fine time with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Is that bad girl Missy Elliott? Is that who that is? Yeah. Yes, sir. Slight uh, departure from the James Taylor slash Gordon Lightfoot yeah, uh, that we've been bringing to the table. That is uh, that is cool. that is quite the transition we've made. Not picking these songs, by the way. Let me just make that Oh, clear. I know. They're, sh- they're shuffling in there. Uh, they are shuffling in there. Uh, we were just wrapping up some thoughts on uh, Deion Sanders and his uh, decision to leave Jackson State for Colorado. Some good texts on the text line coming in um, as well. Uh, this one says, Dion is a transactional dude, and he's operating in the transactional world of college football. Uh, agree with that, certainly. Uh, this one says, the culpability rests with anyone who bought what Dion was selling in terms of an unreasonably long commitment. That being said, what he did was perfectly par for the course for HCs and, by, and a far cry from the nonsense people like Bobby Petrino did. Yeah, look, I, I don't have any issue with what Dion Sanders did. Right. Dion Sanders did what every college coach in America does. Mm-hmm. And... It's just, like I said, when you're dealing with very, very poor institutions, especially ones, again, that are institutions that, you know, again, there's a reason why they're called historically black colleges. And you get a guy that seemingly, well, he's not seemingly, he said he's called of God, that he is coming there to elevate HBCUs, that he is going to be the the savior of those. And you're right. Maybe people are foolish for buying into that. But when you get someone that, that kind of has that preacher mentality and does start talking about God, I see why people fall for that. Sure. I watched the 60-minute piece, and I fell for it. I wanted to go play for Deion Sanders. I'm the whitest guy in the world. <laughs> you know, imagine being, you know, and I remember when the, who was it? Was it, uh, was it, was it Hunter Henry? What was the, the, the cornerback? Um, the kid that was supposedly the number one corner in the country that, oh, that, that yeah, flipped yeah. from Florida State 
and ended up at, at, at Jackson because of Dion. And I remember listening to, to him talk, and, and that's what he talked about was, you know, I want to uplift my people. I think when you're dealing with black colleges, I don't I just think it's harder to make that broad assumption that that that's the same as when you're dealing with Texas, Boise State, Oregon State, Oregon. I think you're dealing with something unique. I think you're dealing with with with, with an entire racial group that has not the best history in this country of being treated fairly and mm-hmm. feels like they're behind the eight ball and again can't even have someone cut their grass or have clean water from their program, and here's this guy that comes in and and does what he says he's going to do. But then and, you feel like you get the rug pulled. But then he feel like the rug pulled out, and I don't blame him for it. That's why I said I just am bummed that this, the, the best one I heard was uh, from a guy today talking about it. And I, I, I'm trying to remember where I heard it. It was on one of the national programs. And and he just said, I'm not mad at Dion. I'm mad that the Colorado job is that much better than the Jackson State job. Yeah. I'm mad that HBCUs have to deal with what they have to deal with, and it feels like there's no escaping it. And he thought that this could be an Eddie Robinson at Grambling State sort of thing yeah. where he could the, the rising tide lifts all boats, and he's mad that they're not going to get that opportunity. He's not mad at Dion. He's just mad at the situation as a whole, and I thought that was very well put. It's not upon Deion Sanders to uplift every uh, black college. It's He doesn't deserve that, but I totally get why people feel that maybe they were sold a bill of goods sure. that's, uh, that's not authentic, but that is college football. You know, and and by the way, Colorado will get sold that bill of goods too. Yep. You know, oh, you, oh, you, if you if you think that this is his ultimate destination, I've got some beachfront property in Arizona to sell you. Yeah, but you know, the the kids are going to come. You know, again, a five star commit receiver is coming. He's he's you know he's going to hit the transfer portal hard. I and I don't know if he is a great head coach. I don't know X's and O's wise, but obviously he won at Jackson State. I I will say this. I think it's a lot harder to win at Colorado than it is at Jackson State. I would I would imagine so. When you're Jackson State and and you're competing against other HBCUs, the bar is pretty low. the The competition that's out there isn't isn't very good. You're not getting recruits. So you bring a guy like Deion Sanders in, and he brings his son, who's a really good quarterback, and he gets this five star kid from the the, the corner that was going to go to Florida State. And he lands this big offensive lineman. He lands a transfer portal here, kid. And so all of a sudden, he's got five or six difference makers that don't exist anywhere else in the HBCU world. In the whole conference. In the SWAC, right? That doesn't exist. He brought in players that that, he probably had the top, I'm going to guess, probably the top seven seven or eight of the top ten players in his conference. Had to. Simply because his name is Deion Sanders. He's going to go to Colorado, and he's going to land this five-star receiver kid, and he'll bring his son over. Yeah, Travis Hunter is the kid. Travis Hunter, not Henry, or, or I said Henry Hunter. Travis Hunter. So he's going to go out, and he's going to be a Pied Piper here, and I have no doubt that there is going to be an influx of talent here. And, 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 and a lot of these kids at Colorado are going to get run out. What he's going to find is, unlike at Jackson State, when you bring in the five-star corner, guess who else has a five-star corner? The teams you're playing. Every one of those teams. Yeah. And great, you've got your son who's really good. Guess who you get to play every year? USC. And guess who USC has? Can't Someone that's a hell of a lot better than your son. And you're going to go play Utah. 
and Utah may not have the flashy five-star receiver, Utah has an offensive line that's going to whoop your ass because they just did it to USC, and they did it to Oregon back-to-back games. And then you're going to go play Oregon. And you think you've got flash and you've got cachet at Colorado? Yeah, Oregon does too. Oregon might be the flashiest team in the country. So you're going to find your competition level is way, way different. And so I have no doubt he upgrades the talent. But remember that. The talent upgraded Jackson State immediately became the most talented co- the team in his conference. He will not be. in. I don't. You could give him five years. He will not be the most talented. I don't give a crap if Deion Sanders is Jesus himself. Colorado will not out-recruit Oregon. They will not recruit, out-recruit USC. They will not out-recruit UW. From a simple matter of, they don't even have they, their their NIL money is 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 a pittance compared to what you have at these other schools. Yeah. So sure, you may get a couple kids that want to come be part of the Deion Sanders thing, but you're not paying Dante more seven million dollars to come be your quarterback. So he's going to have a lot rougher road at Colorado than some people, and I, I think he can be successful. But just because you had a three-year run, it was a hell of a run at Jackson State, does not mean that you are going to have this run at Colorado. You are going to find life a lot harder at Colorado than you do at Jackson State. But it's going to be a hell of a ride, and I'm I, selfishly, I'm glad he's here. Hell I think yeah. he makes the Pac-12 way more interesting. I feel bad for the people at, at Jackson. I feel bad for the SWAC. But out here in Pac-12 country, dude, that guy is going to be a, a force of nature when it comes to, you know, culture and media and all that and 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 it's going to be interesting it made the conference more interesting more newsworthy and it made playing colorado each year far more interesting for any school in the pac-12 involved uh it is 601 here on 1080 the fan we have the club hour coming up next you're listening to 1080 the fan and the odyssey app okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.